Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Urbane Legends. We're merely here to entertain you with stories of the untold mysteries and ghosts and robots and that. Uh, I am the uh, new rock and roll, hardcore, super extreme juggler, Chris Flynn. And with me uh, is a very special guest. He's a visitor from the recently discovered underwater city of Blontar. It is Mr. Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How uh, how how are you doing up on dry land? Um, skin's getting a bit dried out. You know. Oh, really? So the old, the old gills getting a bit, uh, you know. Oh, okay. So um, so it's Blontar. Uh, so it's not like Blontar. A city of... Blontar. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, it's new. It's new for me. Hi, um, <laughs> sorry, so I didn't. I didn't mean to disrespect your people. Um, or is it too late? Well, it's just the, the way that you pronounce that. That's like a, a, a deadly insult. Oh, is it? Really? Something <laughs> particularly unflattering about my sister. That's quite. That's quite that's weird. Fine, you know. Quite weird that the words are so similar. Well, well maybe yeah. only in my language, um, Anglo-Saxon. Um, so, uh, so frontar. Um, is so you're kind of mermen, are you? You're not like under a under a dome. Yeah, no, we sort of um, yeah, well, you, you know, you can, we can we can breathe underwater. That's that's fine. That's pretty cool. It's not bad, um, is it? No, yeah. no, not bad. And um, c- could you tell us a little bit about Flontar? What's what's it like as a city? Is it all made of shells and shit, or is that disparaging? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. No, we, we you know we're 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 a very advanced culture, hmm. you know. Um more advanced than us, um, I believe you call us uh land walkers. Yeah, land land scum. Land scum, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Dry dry scum. Um well I mean it's still very new for me sort of coming up here, obviously, hmm. but um yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't want to draw too many comparisons, but uh I guess yeah, we've We've kind of evolved very separately, haven't we? So our cultures are probably very different. Well, I mean, you can imagine, you know, the the, the kind of difficulty of you know trying to build like a computer, for example, underwater, you know, mm-hmm. hell on the circuit. So obviously, our technology is evolving in a very different way. So you know, use like bubble, you know, te- bubble technology. Yeah, it's just you bubble and fish technology. You know, bubble and fish so, technology. <laughs> so I think you know, in some ways, we've had it possibly. Do you, have, do you use like open and closed clams to do binary? Well, yeah, there's, there's that, or you know, kind of an algae circuit. And mm. uh, you know, so it's a lot more kind of like you know biologically, uh, yeah, bioengineering. Yes, exactly. You know, but you know, thinking, I think you know, possibly things like you know, IT and that, you maybe a little bit, bit, bit more advanced than we were originally. But uh, you know, with our genetic engineering and you know, fish-based okay. technologies, then uh, you know, I think we're uh, we're probably ahead. And uh, well, you know, just for me, our, 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 you know, our beautiful arts and cultures. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, our soaps are a lot better than yours, I would say. I've been, I've been watching this. Um, is it EastEnders? Is it called? That's it. Yeah, EastEnders. Yeah, it's fucking miserable. Isn't it? What's that all about? That's a high point of human achievement. So, is it? You know, yeah. What, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Another difference between our peoples. A lot of people have speculated that maybe the uh, Flontarians um, would be better suited to space travel than the humans. Would you? Would you agree with that? 
because well, you're yeah, used to the living in that sort of well, those those high pressure atmosphere. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Well, it's you know when you're at the bottom of the sea, it's yeah, it's quite um, you know our our skeletons have apparently evolved to you know withstand higher pressures, but and yet still unseemingly be okay at the um the lower pressures on dry land. No, no. well, that's because you've got, you're kind of we would call you crustaceans, wouldn't we? But um, I don't know what what flontarians would call them. Just have sort of slightly, you know, like ectoskeletons, um, harder skin, and um, you know. Mm. And so, where, where is is it a secret or like what what um, what body of water is flontar in? It's uh... English Channel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just it's just north of Shetland Islands, um, oh, right. in Iceland. Yeah. Oh, okay. So near the Faroe Islands. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just off quite the coast. Quite fond of cod. Yep. Nice cod yeah. diet. Yeah. And so, um, what is the purpose of your your visit to to the dry dry lands? Well, it's a bit of a cultural exchange. We just hmm. sort of thought we you know, <clears throat> we come up. You know, we, we notice, you know. Um, Big fan of big fan of our deep deep sea trawling, presumably. <laughs> With deep sea trawling, I mean, I mean, the football's getting interesting as well. I'm quite into that. Oh, okay, That's, you're into football. Sports are quite difficult. Yeah, it's it's certainly something the whole world can agree on. The Premier League. Yeah, we. The only thing is, we think that your um, organisation that runs it might be a little bit on the corrupt side. That FIFA. I don't want to, you know, offend anyone, but watch it, Oi, watch it. The kings amongst men. That's true. Infantine yeah. baby man, Infantino. Hitman, be... cos- most unlikely hitman cosplayer. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be ginger, so he knows what it's like to be um, a wage. Oh, that's slave. true, actually. Yeah, he knows he's a, he knows oppression. <laughs> he does know oppression, even though there's loads of pictures of him and he wasn't. Like, it's just a really weird thing to say <laughs> <What's>... <laughs> at the opening <laughs> ceremony of a World Cup. I know this is like in the past, but it's just odd. Oh. Everyone oh, just man. pushed him too far, Chris. And, you know, the, he just his, claimed, his claimed, claims that he was redheaded as a boy when he wasn't. Yeah. To to show that he show that he understands oppression. Yeah. Absolutely, you know. Fucking hell. I mean, God, that's I mean, do, like, do you think he was do you think he was on drugs? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't like to speculate what what they might have been on. I just think it's, it's that thing where you're trying to sort of Sell something that's obviously a bit ludicrous, and then uh, it's like a yeah. kid lying. Well, his name is Infantino, I guess. Well, um, yeah. I mean, do, do, do you have any? Uh, do you have any good sports in Flontar? It's it's a, it's a kind of like aquatic um, polo. I mean, we suppose water polo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably already got that as well. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of trident based kind of like games. Darts sure. are quite popular, but you know, we but they got little trident darts. Little trident darts, yeah. what, like forks. Yeah, I suppose you could call them that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's, that's one thing you do do better is kind of like you know sports and pubs. We like those as well. That's good. Pubs, yeah. I always um, think when I'm eating my, I like to imagine when I'm eating my dinner with my knife and my fork that I am Neptune, god of the sea. Yeah, just conquering your dinner. Don't know if anyone else feels that, but certainly what what runs through my head. The fun little game you can play, listeners. Is you know. So do you have good tolerance for for alcohol? Do you, oh, are you able to make your own right, under under the sea? Yeah, it's mainly mainly made from fermented fish, so mm. it's, uh, pretty tasty as you can imagine. I can yeah. imagine. 
Yeah. So, so is, is there any kind of uh, sugars in kale and things or whatever? <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably possible. Um, yeah. So, uh, is there any message that you'd like to give to the listeners, uh, the many, many listeners from all over the world of this podcast? Should we fear the people of Flonta, or are you uh, will, are you here to cooperate? Or no, no, no it's very much you know cultural deal? exchange. We're, we're here in peace, so you know. Okay. Maybe stop melting all the ice glaciers. That'd be cool. But that's more. Well, I haven't said you. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. You know, but you, it's a delicate ecosystem, Chris. You've got to keep it in balance. Okay, fair enough. You know. All right. Well, do you be um, down there, twenty thousand leagues under the sea. And do you, do you have urban legends in uh, Flontar? We do, but not as good. I mean, that's another thing we're we're fond of. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. Very logical people, aren't they? And uh, yeah, yeah, we're very you know almost robotic in some way. Yeah. Volcans. It's not. There's not. Well, yeah, very much like your. Uh, yeah, your. Your Earth Volcans. Your Earth Volcans. We're very logical people because when you, when you're underwater, you have to be. You I'll know. be logical, haven't you? You've got to be clearly. Yeah, the most yeah. logical place on Earth. Okay. Well, um, thanks very much. Uh, hopefully, um, you'll uh, you'll enjoy being part of uh, today's show. Well, it's a new experience. Is what we're here for. Cool. So, what makes your juggling, Chris? Um, not just rock, and, rock roll. and roll, but also hardcore, and I believe it was extreme. It was extreme with an X. Um, yeah, was it radical? Uh, well, it's not for me to, to say, but well, a lot of people have said that it is uh, radical to the max. That a lot of people or no people said that? It's a lot of people, a lot of people okay. on Reddit have said that right. it, it's extreme with three X's and radical. Um, it's hype, it's real, and it's oh. and it's uh. Dangerous. So, so, ain't, so ain't okay. I do like, you know, I like the fact that all of the kids on Reddit are using kind of like nineties slang. That's good. Yeah, well, that Reddit isn't where the Nothing. kids hang out these days. It's it all just boomers now. It's all boomers. They yeah. are on TikTok. All of the Gen Z or whatever. That's right. Yeah, they're low key on TikTok. They're low key so, on TikTok. Yeah, low key quitting. Um, yeah. Well. Um, so, yeah, so explain first, yourself. What? Well, um, so the first thing is obviously. It's my state. Well, no, I'll come. I'll come to that. Okay. Right. The first thing is my look. Dildos, I'm hoping. Yeah, they're on fire. <laughs> of course yeah. you are. Yeah. Uh, the first thing is my look. Yeah. Oh, okay. Leather jacket. Leather vest. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Leather vest. King, king of all the leather outfits. Yeah. Um. I've got tiger stripe tattoos down each arm. Nice. I've got like a leather bracelet with studs on it. And oh, some skull rings. Um, I've got uh, frosted tips. Oh, nice! This is even more nineties than I was imagining. It's good, isn't it? I've got shark's tooth round round my neck. Oh, um, leather trousers and cowboy boots, of course. Um, and I I come in on a motorbike to nice. um, to uh, the the music that Hulk Hogan used to come into the wrestling. In, you know, I am a real American, bear, 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 bear. and there's like loads of pyrotechnics. Um, and then, you know, how are you, how are you justifying that given you're not a real American? <laughs> well, don't you, you know, it's, it's the look at it, it's just the, the characters yeah. are the characters the American, okay, the characters yeah. American. Um, and then uh, I go, Are you ready for some juggling? And then, like everyone screams, you know, the four or five people around the bandstands. And then, uh, so I juggle stuff like chainsaws, okay, 
that's dangerous. Like Are they on at the time? Yeah, yeah, turn them on, black and decker ones. Make sure I charge them up because I've got electric batteries. Yeah, uh, yeah. I juggle them. I juggle babies. No, nope, yeah. If I, if uh, I get, with the chainsaws at the same time. Sometimes with both, yeah. So that yeah, is pretty extreme, that's isn't pretty it? Extreme, yeah. Bowling balls, criminal offence, haven't they? Yeah, bowling, bowling balls, balls okay. to show to show off my muscles. They're quite um, heavy, yeah. Quite heavy, and bowling balls will all have. They'll all be like perfect, clear perfect, different things like an ace of spades in one, or like Uh-oh. a red rose in one. Um, or like uh, some drops of my own blood, like those shoes that um, the little really, nas, yeah. the little nas said to really annoy everyone. Uh, <laughs> brilliantly. Um, so I'll juggle them. Um, I'll juggle uh, little vials with cork cork tops on them, with um, some with acid in, some with uh, biological vials, yep. something like that. Um, used hypodermic syringes. Yep, use, use, yep, I will take them directly out of the user's arm and then start juggling yep. them. Yep. Um, yeah, like all sorts of toasters. Toasters, yep. Connected yep. to them. Yep, connected. The yep, while I'm standing in a bath. Yep. That's a good one, isn't it? Uh, Drop those. Get <laughs> your lights out. That's a game over, buddy. Um, yeah, so I do that. Uh, sometimes on a unicycle, I put a little red nose on. Heading firmly into clown territory here, I see. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've I've never been very good at finishing shows. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I'll do that. Maybe lie on a bed of nails, um, whilst uh, bench pressing someone in a wheelchair. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, it's a bit of a um, mixed act, isn't it? I mean, it's, I mean, it's definitely pretty extreme. But yeah, it's pretty extreme. Um, yeah, it's just so, a bit more of a desperate cry for help, I would say. Yeah, like uh, sometimes I'll. Um, uh, do a tightrope walk between two biplanes while playing a trombone. Um, yeah, uh, barrel over a waterfall, that kind of thing. But the barrel's made of um, sandpaper. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much going down sort of David Blaine sort of extreme juggling route. Um, but yeah, I've got a I've got residency in um, in Nevada, Vegas. not Vegas, oh, not Vegas, Nevada, okay. Reno. You're working um, your way up there, yeah. Yeah, one of the one of the smaller one of the smaller places in Reno. But you um, thought about trying to make friends with Leonardo DiCaprio that didn't hurt. Uh for David yeah, Blaine. Yeah, it did work for David Blaine, but um yeah. you get, know, on, get on variety of the front page something, they'd be like, Is yeah, juggling but, cool? Yeah, it's juggling the new rock and roll. <laughs> this member of the pussy posse thinks so. Um yeah, no, um, unfortunately I've not been able to sort of do it with um with someone as big as Leonardo DiCaprio, but um, I am hanging around with uh, James Woods and uh, Brian oh, Blessed, okay. so we kind of got our own. Got our own I'm not off putting at all anyway. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd have a point with Brian Blessed. I think James Woods probably be a bit. Yeah, he's gone. I, I just imagine he's he'd be running, off, running off to the toilet every five minutes for some reason. That's all right. I don't mind. He's coming back very animated. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. So those, those, anything, those two and Woody anyway. Allen. That, that's my that's my group. Oh, okay, that's your crew. That's my crew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we, um, we have sorts, not necessarily one other one. No, we um, we with, yeah. we don't hang around Los Angeles. We hang around um, some of the smaller towns in Delaware. Yeah. Oh, nice. But you know, it's build, building up. In the, you know, in the field in Iowa. But, you know, I've got my own podcast now here, so you know, yeah, it's going all right. Guys, the limit. So uh, that's that part of the show over with, Neil. Um, what are we talking about today? Right. 
Right then. Moving moving swiftly on. Why did you um <laughs> why did you stretch your braces out when you said that? It's just my little um my little uh what your, do we call it? Work workman's start yeah. startup. No, my my uh, my dedication to uh, Bobby Ball. Oh nice. That's gonna like, do you know what? That that is a reference which is gonna Really, all across the world. If you if you're not intimately familiar with shit eighty UK comedians at the end of the pier rubbish, yeah. um, or, or any of what I've just said, yeah. Um, um, no, yeah, Cannon Can and Bull, everyone. Like, you know, you. I believe they double. did. A, I believe they did a film. They were a comedy double act. Yeah, kind of like tail end of the seventies, eighties. Yeah, don't don't bother them. looking them up. Yeah, but, but that was his. That was his little punchline. He would uh, okay, yeah. And then say Jimmy or something. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, it's quite good that alternative comedy kicked off kind of around that time. <laughs> yeah, it was a fairly desperate state of affairs at the time. Um, Chicken so, and yeah. basket style comedians. Well, you know, each to their own, I suppose. Christian working man's clubs. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't play one up clubs and Bolton like I could. Um, Wouldn't want to. Yeah, fair enough. Right, so I'm going to talk about the Island of the Devil. The um, Island of the Devil? Yeah. What? What I think so. So this is a, an island in Djibouti. Mm. I like your Djibouti. It's <laughs> mm. um, a good name, isn't it? I like that. Djibouti, yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah. It's This is our second mysterious island, then. Yeah, I was kind of like a bit of a fan of Lost, so I'm, you know, I'm usually on the hunt for some mysterious islands. It's not okay. got all of all of the attributes, but it's got a bit of an air of mystery about it. So has it, uh, has it got more t- more to it than Bermeha, the one which probably didn't exist? Um, I mean, this one definitely exists. I'll say that much. Oh, okay. It well, definitely exists. Ahead. Um, Jacques Cousteau gets involved. Jacques Cousteau. Yep, and the locals are afraid of it. So okay, or, or you know, wary of it. Maybe we should say so. I'll, um, I've got a couple of articles. I mean, they're not long ones, Chris, but um, I'm going to start off with a little kind of like a, a muse bouche, if you like. Okay. Um, from werewolf.com. Okay. Werewolf.com. So this is an article by the evil cheeseman from werewolf.com. The, e- the evil cheeseman. That's what he's calling himself. That's cheese with a Z, by the way. Oh, fair. Right. That's all right. Um, he so must Wayne be pre- Miller. He must Wayne be Miller extreme. Is- well, you'll like him. He'd fit into your juggling mm. posse, I reckon. So he's the owner and creative director of Evil Cheese Productions. Mm. He specialises in theatrical performances and haunted attractions. Okay. Been in a dozen plays, written a novel called The Confessions of St. Christopher Werewolf, which you can purchase at the... Well, you go and look at his website. Look at the Evil Cheeseman's website if you want to get yeah. hold of your werewolf novel. Um, anyway, so uh, that's, that's where our... He's written just a little one, gives a little bit of a taste as to what this is all about. Djibouti is a very small country, isn't it, Neil? It is, yeah. It's near Ethiopia, I believe, isn't it? It's kind of on it the... is. Yeah, just north uh, of Ethiopia. Yeah. So, going to do my part to serve the travel magazine with this one, he tells us. Recommending to you, those of you who are stupid enough, <laughs> I mean brave enough, to go Uh-oh. there, the Gobe al Karab. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, I'll give it a go. Otherwise known as the Island of the Devil. First, you yeah. travel to Djibouti. In Africa, up in the northern part of the Horn, it's pretty small, so look carefully, you might miss it. It borders Ethiopia and Somalia, if that helps. I don't, I think, mean, that's, I imagine... I don't think that's how travel works. Yeah, I imagine that, if you're that going you miss, to Djibouti, that you miss you, it. Yeah, just kind of like, well, I was just, you know, 
I've just gone north of Ethiopia and uh, well, I don't know, I'm in Somalia and now I, well, <laughs> I'm in that'd Egypt be like now. just looking for that when we're going for that um, what's that island where they have um, uh, was it St. John where he wrote the book of Revelations, his cave or Atmos. something Patmos, yeah we yeah. went up the hill, went down the hill and now I'm pretty sure that that thing we mistook for a public toilet was actually the yeah. um, well, I think they, they just did a thing on the out- yeah, I think they just covered up the outside, and then you can go in and have a look at his little cave, which I imagine is just kind of like a little fissure in the cave. wall or something. But yeah, little cave with loads of like relics. Yeah, so that was I a shame we missed that. But uh, yeah, no, sort of. I mean, I was quite relic full at that point of the trip. I'm afraid. Yes, and uh, yeah, we'd already been up a monastery up the hill, so uh, mm-hmm. I don't mean you collect that. Um, I think we just got, got off of a ferry, haven't we? Up and... Was that, that, was that yes. all night one? Yeah, I think you just... Yeah, you it just, was there uh, from Semi. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards you had a little sleep on the beach. Indeed, yeah. So there you go. Listeners, there's a little, little insight into a great holiday. Like a lovely thing. hobo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I needed it at that point. But uh, yeah, so anyway, my point there was that that was very, very easy to miss. So if you find yourself on Patmos, get directions if you want to go to the caves and jump... However, I don't think that's how, as you say, Chris, travel. I don't think you're going to, you know, going to walk You're going to miss the country. Djibouti. Um, you know, you're probably going to sort of like, you know, land there or drive there or, you know, or get a, you know. Well, I was in Somalia and now I'm in Eritrea. I walked yeah. all the way through Djibouti. Oh, no. Oh, got to head back now. Oh, God. Now let you take a left there. Oh, right, yeah. Anyway, so... Once you're, once you're there, anyway, you jump in a boat and head across the Gulf of Tajura. Mm. The island of the devil sits right on top of the convergence of tectonic plates that separate Africa from Arabia. Mm. Apparently, Gobert al karab can also refer to the cave itself, um, as, as well as the island. Okay. Um, but why is it that it's called that? That's what you all really want to know. Well, it's said that the local fishermen avoid the area because of sharks, possibly, but they're also afraid that visiting the island will bring, bring bad luck. It's said that Shaitan, aka the devil, calls the island home and will drag anyone who trespasses away to hell. So that's where he lives. Yep, we found him. That's easy enough to avoid. He's got quite a few openings into um into our dimension though, hasn't he? Because he's got that yeah. church he's, he's got that was it Stull Cemetery? Yeah, Stull Cemetery. Stull, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Um and then obviously there's some, you know, various gateways to hell that we've talked about in the past. So uh, mm. yeah. Lots of doors in, but yeah, he, this is where he's chilling, um, apparently. Um, explorer Jacques Cousteau is said to discover some kind of sea monster in the cave, and this aquatic beastie guards the island. Now I have to go there, he says. So that was does, just he actually, does he actually say beastie? He does say beastie, yeah. So is he Scottish? Could be. Yeah, An aquatic I, beastie. Or did I make that up? Jacques Cousteau says. Oh, some sea monster in the cave. Oh, no, he does say, and this aquatic beastie guards the island, yeah. An aquatic beastie. Yeah, I don't know if this gentleman is Scottish, the evil cheeseman. I somehow just sort of assumed he was American, but... The uh... mm. beastie is very Scottish. Yeah, I don't know, really. I think it's probably travelled across the... Well, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, who knows? Um... I'm fo- as always, I'm focusing on the wrong things. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> that's just giving you a little bit of... Because also on I mean, some of the other articles, Shaitan, I mean, also there's, I mean, there's, there's kind of like rumours among the locals that the devil's involved, but then also there's some like some kind of sea monster potentially who um, Jack Costello bumped into. So I'm going to, um, we go to another uh, 
article now from a, a site called Culture Trip. And it's all about unique trips that care for the world. Um, so, what and where is the island of the devil? By Willem uh, Bujarada. He's a right for Culture Trip. So, Djibouti has many well kept secrets, including the Gobat al Karab, the island of the devil. The one gem that sparks everything with curiosity and rekindles urban myths among locals. Here's everything you need to know before you visit the Island of the Devil. The history of the Island of the Devil, it's referred to again in Gobat al-Karab among locals, is in a cove in the middle of the Gulf of Tajura, nestled on top of the unstable critical meeting point between the African and Arabian tectonic points. It's a relentlessly windy area, surrounded by lifeless and arid cliffs 600 metres high, and in the heart of an active volcano, lying in a thick bed of lava flows of volcanic dust. So it's, it's not it's not a very um, yeah. It's not you know. very habitable. I can see it at uh, Mucha Islands. So it's kind of north of the capital city, because um, Djibouti has like a big kind of inlet gulf thing. Um, okay, that's kind of in the middle of in the middle of that. Um, that does. Oh, there's, there's. Um, you can camp there by the looks of things. There is some buildings, maybe military. Mm. And there's mangroves. It's nice, isn't it? Nice. And there's a diving centre. Yes, yeah, so there's going to be quite a lot of diving around that kind of part. Although apparently, it's quite well, difficult it's, to. It's Red Sea, isn't it? Nearly. Or, well, mm. it's, I guess it's not, but um, Red Sea is very good for for diving. I think this is more of a sort of challenging place for diving on this one than one of Square. So, over the years, the cove has made the news and featured an urban legend for its spectacular sight and is today mainly visited again by curious divers and scientists for exploration. It's very common to encounter whale sharks here, especially oh, cool. during mating season. So, if you want to go and see a whale shark, there you go. Yeah, and massive. So, massive aggregation. And harmless. And they're vegetarian. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. Um, Massive aggregations can be observed, and it's maybe due to this that locals avoid fishing in the area. However, it's not the only reason curious myths have been developed over time. And as it gets into the local community's beliefs, myths, and legends. In one of his expeditions, the French explorer Jacques Cousteau seemingly discovered an indescribable maritime creature here and insisted it never be revealed to humanity. <laughs> that doesn't sound like Cousteau. Yeah, it sounds like that, doesn't it? Or, or, there's a follow-up article we'll get into that on one of these cryptozoology blogs. Mm. Since then, locals and visitors alike have been nurturing and diffusing frightful stories about the island of the devil. According to local newspapers at the time, Costo and his team conducted an experiment to explore the depths of the gobbet by submerging a camel carcass in a cage. To their surprise... Yeah. To their surprise, as they took it out of the water, they discovered the cage had been entirely smashed and deformed resulting in the disappearance of the carcass. So what were they lowering in in the cage for in the first instance? And what do they think was going to happen? Yeah, that's a weird... It's weird. It's like a funny experiment. I mean, just putting the camel carcass down and seeing what nibbles on it, I suppose, that's one Yeah, thing. fair enough. But, I mean, that that's not really how I would go about trying to find out the depth of something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless... I mean, putting yourself in a cage and then going down. Yeah. But... I don't know. I suppose you just see if there's anything down there strong enough to smash the cage to pieces. Yeah, it's best to, you know, that's what that's one of the one of the checklists, isn't it? Before you go yeah. in yourself. It's like a canary in the coal mine, isn't it? Exactly. You know, Camel in the cage. Camel in the cage. Stick that down. Like, if that's if that's okay, 
then uh, you can go in the cage, yourself. pop down. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Maybe clean out the bits of dead camel. Well, there wouldn't be dead camel if you're going to take the diver down, is there? The camel carcass would have, you wouldn't go down if the carcass had been cage had been smashed and the carcass had been ravaged. Well, no, 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 that's true. Yeah. Well, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Unless you're just like really doing a tick box exercise and you're not really paying attention. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Fine. There we go. All my, all the papers are in order. Yeah. So locals say the bay is occupied by the shaitan, the devil. And it's certainly a forbidden place to go, especially during sunsets and at night. Mm. It would be difficult to convince a Djibouti fisherman to go into the bay because of this general belief. Going there will bring misfortune to people. Many locals even believe there was a time when a great fire crowned mountain would disappear under a massive water invasion. Mm. And since then, it's been associated with terribly malefic stories revolving around the demons thought to drag anyone daring to wander close into the profound abyss. So looking at it, Looking at that area, it's got a lot of kind of like looking on Google Maps. It's a lot of kind of the there's the islands, but there's lots of shallows and stuff around there. So I don't I imagine it'd be quite a treacherous place to try and sail around. So probably lost quite a lot of boats around that kind of area. So I'm wondering yeah, I think it gets quite windy and because of the the um, local system, it's there's a lot of um, mm. like algae and stuff in there as well. So I think it's a lot of very low visibility on dark. I think it's quite a challenging place for people to yeah. sort of like. So yeah, I can imagine it's quite of um, you know some of the, uh, yeah, the rumours. Stay clear. Because it's just a difficult place to navigate. So the images and videos that Costo claimed to have filmed have never been revealed. Nobody rejects the plausible idea of the existence of giant manta rays or sharks. But it's also thought that Costo didn't present any proof because he didn't have any. Yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly there's been never any actual videos or images of the fantastic creature he claimed to have found. Media outlets back in France and critics among the scientific community claim that he used this legend as a way to keep funding his kitchen. Yeah, I mean, it It sounds like his MO. And I don't know that much about Jacques Cousteau, to be honest with you, other than, uh, you know, he was obviously a famous naturalist back in the day. Um, Is he the one who uh, who you first encountered of the um, land of people the, in Flandre? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, one... One of the first, obviously, you know. Yeah. Captain Nemo was probably the original. <laughs> that fictional character. But... Yeah, that's fine. It's all fictional, mate. That's that's Blontar for you, though, you know. Yeah, it's a magic. It's a mystical place. Is a... So they just talk about how you get there. So you can hire a boat in Djibouti City. Yeah. You you'll struggle to get most of the fishermen or train personnel to actually come along, though. So you'll need to hire a specialist tour company apparently, to, to organise a visit, but you, you can get it. Not for beginners, because of the strong currents, dangerous waters and associated legends. Um, so be well informed before you try and travel. Well, there. and also that you have to be quite a strong swimmer to evade the devil, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, there 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 is that as well. So, uh, <laughs> this is the thing, is that some of the sort of things to say is some kind of mythical beast that lives in the waters, or it's devil-related, or it's the devil himself. Or yeah. a mixture of all of the above. Yeah. So that is kind of largely the um, the urban myth. I mean, what the only thing I've got as a follow up here is there was a um, off the back of that article uh, a couple of years back, um, a uh, a blog called Sugar Nature um, right. wrote uh, something called "The Curious Case of Jack Costo's Missing Sea Monster." 
And this is a, apparently some UK cryptozoologist. Okay. His fellow crypto um, zoologist, Richard Freeman, brought his attention to the article that we've just gone through. Um, yeah, he talks about the Jacques Cousteau bit, about, you know, did, did he obtain proof of the Shaitan's reality, but but, but insisted it didn't be revealed to humanity. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, do you know what, like, it's not up to you, Christo. It's not up to you what humanity should, should and shouldn't be exposed to. You know, that's not very scientific. Well, no, I and mean, he says, well, he, he you know, he, he looks into it, this chat, and he, um, he posted links on a uh, various Facebook cryptozoology-related group trying to find out a little bit more. And uh, a veteran French cryptozoologist called uh, Michel Reynal mm. got involved with him and said it was all basically all bollocks. Um, apparently, right. 1971, Costa publicly denied it in one of his own books, Life and Death in a Coral Sea. Um, yeah, he, he documented it in his... Yeah, so he's writing... This guy writes a column in the Alien Zoo column for 14 times. But apparently, Costa's own statement contained in his book. We decided to visit the Gobe, a famous gulf of the Red Sea. Before leaving Shibuya that morning, one of our crew had by chance asked a local Arab diver about it. Ah, sir, is the most extraordinary place. It's bottomless and it's inhabited by monsters so large they can drag down lines attached to 200 litre cans. Um, and moreover, in 63, Commodore Costo went there with Frederick Dumas and his best divers. And they were so terrified by what they saw that they ran away. Um, we were eager to see the place in which, according to local gossip, we earned so ignominious a reputation. Must report, however, it was disappointment. It's an inland sea, connects the Red Sea by a narrow path, in which there's a very strong current. When it's not, once in the bay itself, we lower the diving saucer to a depth of over 600 feet without catching sight of even a small monster. Divers then suited up and went down also, but saw nothing more remarkable than some large sea urchins. They saw very few fish of any kind. My guess that the Gobe monster of Arab legend was originally a manta ray seen by some shepherd from a hilltop. Um, and they must get stuck in that. That's very di- bit, bit dismissive. Well, yeah. But, um, you know. I mean. He, he, he reckons he never. It, it would appear from Costo himself, he never actually found um, the Shaitan or any kind of like uh, indications there. Yeah. Made up by the locals, but, but I think that's a bit different. Like, uh, oh, some shepherd huh, on a hilltop just saw manta ray. Well, I mean, yeah. like, to be fair, I mean, the people of Djibouti have probably lived in that area for thousands and thousands of years. I'm sure this isn't the first manta ray they've seen. Uh, shepherd wouldn't know a manta ray from his elbow. If he's shepherding about by the sea, he might do. You know? <laughs> he was a sea shepherd, that might be entirely different, Chris, but. Well, I think if you live by the coast... He was shepherding fish. Unless it was his first... Unless he'd shepherded too far. And this was his first time he'd seen the sea, but, it, you know... It's just, it was, a, like, it's just a village idiot unlikely. shepherd. He doesn't... Yeah. He's not yeah, even I mean, very good at shepherding his sheep. No, no he's about shepherding rocks. Yeah. They're just, like, giving that to do to keep him out of the way while they're doing... All of his sheep went off the cliff because he went you know, <laughs> far too far for the coast. And then... Uh, I mean, actually, he wasn't even supposed to be in Djibouti. He just kind of, like, he was, you know... He was from. He was, he, he was walking between Ethiopia and Somalia, and he, uh, yeah, just ended up getting lost in Djibouti by mistake. I mean, it'll happen. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> seems likely. Um, so, uh, it's a so pretty it's, thin one. Yeah, I mean, it is quite thin. Um, I mean, what it sounds like to me is 
that these islands, like there's warnings on them, don't go around them, and locals kind mm. of have like different myths about it. But it's actually um, a lot to do with the fact that they're really treacherous and probably like fishermen have got stuck there and died and, and all crashed their boats or whatever. And then Christo either did or didn't make something up to continue his funding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they've used Jack Costo's name as just as kind of like it's, that's been an embellishment, the urban myth, and it looks like he hadn't really um, made any of those claims, if you actually, or, or from, from what we can tell. So, um, but yeah, no, there definitely is a, um, there definitely seems to be some sort of, uh, you know, belief that there's a bit of a monster down there. I mean, hey, why not? You know, still bang on about the Loch Ness monster. Exactly. It's possible, and there I mean, is... no sightings, unfortunately, other than the, the supposed Costa one, which seems to have been sort of ruled itself out. Well, the thing which interests me as well is there is some, there is loads of very regular-looking buildings on there on the islands, and I'm wondering if maybe that is like a military place, and they use the Christo thing in order to kind of dissuade people from going there if it was a military base. Do you reckon it's a bit of an Area 51 situation? I'm not sure conducting... it's as advanced as Area 51 looking at the buildings mm. from above, but um... conducting some kind of some I mean, aquatic. Yeah, you know, I mean, it could be military uh, maneuvers. Or it could be like an uh, island of Dr. Monroe kind of thing. Maybe that's kind of where they develop Pigman technology and that kind of stuff. Well, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it looks like a military base to me from above. Um, it looks like kind of governmental. So, have you seen like a a pasty looking um, Marlon Brando with a little monkey mini mini me hanging out? Um, no, not not from not from what I'm seeing on um, on Google Maps. But again, doesn't mean he's not there. Though. Doesn't mean he's not there. He could be in one of the buildings or the the incredibly internationally powerful uh, Djiboutian government could have got Google to. Remove some bits. Well, they've got that technology on their phones, haven't they? You can remove people from a crowd. That's probably how they came up with the technology. Yeah, maybe. The Djibouti government, with their massive martial might, um, forced them to develop the technology to remove, you know, Marlon Brando from Google Earth photos. Yeah. They were were Dr. Moroeing in their back garden. Yeah, so we didn't know what was going on. Half half man, half shaking monsters. Run the yeah, I mean that that feel. To be honest, the ones we don't know, but from from everything we've said so far, that that seems the most likely. Yeah, that seems like a logical conclusion to come to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I'll just say on the the comments of this uh, this article, I said Doctor Carl Schuker as well. By the way, um, huh? having a Doctor Carl Schuker, I'm just wondering if he's a doctor of cryptozoology or. Oh yeah, here we go. That'd be good, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, we, um, we we should get doctorates in that from the Phoenix Online University. Yeah, we've made up stuff. <laughs> uh, strangely, Costa remarks that man's rays are not the most intelligent of creatures, whereas other notable geographic experts state opposite views on this assumption. His remarks are 50 years out of the day. Then the general consensus was all fish are stupid. Yeah. Only been in the last 20 years we've accrued the observational data. Is that, that hard, is that hard for you to hear? That that's how people used to think of fish or fishmen? It's just ignorant, isn't it? It is ignorant. There you go. And oh, apparently, there's a similar story about Costo and Lake Tahoe. Yeah, Tahoe. I mean, um, yeah, he went down there and was so horrified by what he'd seen. He said, "The world is not ready for what I've seen." 
Well, apparently, he's... this is the Tahoe Tessie in those parts. He seems to be saying that quite a lot. I think it's just that a lot of people, like everyone's heard of like Jacques Cousteau, haven't they? Because he's like, he was quite famous or sort of, yeah. you know, 40 years ago. Everyone, you know, he's like really, I mean, even, I mean, I don't know. It was, like, really a know. Cele- it was like a celebrity scientist. Like, yeah, he was like, very early. Time, but for um, you know, for subaquatic stuff, and I, but even I've heard, you know, like I've heard, you know, I'm familiar with the name. Yeah, I don't really know too much about him, but I, I think he did documentaries and stuff. I think he did do he TV did. stuff. Um, the film The Life Aquatic was, um, was but him, yeah, was, was, was based on yeah, it was the sort of um, pastiche of his career. Um, yeah, even with the sort of steam monster that we're sort of referring to here to an extent, um, maybe, maybe it was based on the show Canvas. That, 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 who knows? But um, yeah. So, but but no, I think he's one of those names that just gets called in. It's like when people, you know, always quote Einstein or Shakespeare for a yeah. clever quote, even though it's not actually attributed correctly. I think or uh, Oscar Wilde. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think they've just been, you know, if it's if it's something to do with the sea, then just you know, just say Jack Costello. Get your well. pants off! We're having a disco, Oscar Wilde. <laughs> oh, classic, classic Oscar. One of his classic Oscar Wilde. That was from um, Importance of Being Earnest, wasn't it? Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. Um, Lady Bracknell, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there isn't a lot about the devil, is there? Really? No, it's it's one of those ones. It's just kind of like it's. Um, I mean, I just thought, you know, I thought it was nice to sort of go and have a look at something that's happening in Djibouti. There's um, mm. there's not an awful lot you can look up on it. I did do a bit of a bit more googling. There isn't um, much more to substantiate it. Um, I mean, I'd say, and I don't want this to sound out of order, but I would say that. Um, America probably does better urban legends than Djibouti from from this small sample. <laughs> I mean, just from this sampling, I would have to agree. I mean, you know, um, <laughs> but if anyone wants to, I mean, hey, I'd, you know, I'd love to. Uh, yeah, there's any love more, more, more meaningful. Um, Maybe from the capital. Djibouti. Yeah, um, Djibouti, things, which is also called Djibouti. Oh, well, that's classic, easy, right? easy yeah. enough, isn't it? Easy to remember. Yeah. Um, Where are you from, Djibouti? Yeah. What part, of Djibouti? Um, all right, well, shall we... I'm Better move on to the scoring, I guess. Oh, it's going to be pretty high. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking 80 points here, but uh, yeah. All right, Neil. Um, so, spookiness. Crack your head open and spill out some scores. Spill out some scores. Um, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see the devil getting involved in the underwater world. Or, or, or maybe, or, but whether he lives on the island, mm. like in the volcano, or, or whether he's involved downstairs, I don't know. He seems to be getting all around. But um, yeah, I mean, there's kind of like vague hints towards the subterranean monster, or not subterranean, but subaquatic. Um, the devil's sort of getting involved, but I don't know. Yeah, or possibly a big manta ray. Mind you, a manta ray did kill Chain Watson. Steve Irwin. So, yeah, Steve Irwin. Um, yeah. So, you know, um, I think that was a man for anyway. Uh, so I can be a bit... Yeah, it's not that spooky, though, is it? It's one of those ones that's more mysterious than spooky. Because um, we don't really know. There's, like, you know, there's a, there's a sense that this is a place that's a bit sort of, uh, you know, uh, you know where, where bad things can happen. But, yeah. then, you know, and then there might be devil involved or there might be some sort of sea monster, but there's not, you know, nobody, nobody really knows or has been able to sort of produce any evidence. Um, and, and we don't, yeah, there's not really a lot of story. Yeah, it's all just a bit too mysterious to be that spooky, really, because you don't really know what the threat is other than just, oh, it's the devil. And, you know, he's, he's all over the place, to be honest. He's a bit overexposed, I would say. Yeah. For his own good. So I'll give it a three out of ten. 
Um, <clears throat> so I would imagine if you're, so I, I think that basically it's an area where there's lots of shallows and it's dangerous for ships and that kind of stuff. Um, and the stories kind of come up around it because people like disappear out there. But I think, I don't think there's anything supernatural involved, but I imagine if you're, if you're a fisherman, like the fact that you could lose your life by going somewhere, even if it is like through shipwrecking or whatever. Um, I imagine that they would find it quite spooky. Um, I think it's it's one of those where it's a cautionary tale, like don't go around here sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and people will say whatever they need to to kind of make it stick in, stick in people's heads because it's dangerous. Um, I mean, there's not really much about the devil. Uh, there's fairly little about an aquatic monster, really. <laughs> just thought um, there might be one, just really there, yeah. Um, you know, that, uh, I find I find the potential military base a bit spooky and the fact that maybe people are warned off going to the island, like they do that a lot in sort of stories and films, don't they? It's like, oh, don't, don't go down there, it's haunted or whatever, and then they get there yeah. and it's like a secret military thing. So I think the fact that it looks like there is something there which is which we don't know about like all these buildings and stuff that's well, that was a... what's going on there that's yeah because that was a go ahead i was just sorry man. I was just like, that's the plot of that first bomb movie wasn't it doctor no yeah it's a little fella living in a, an underground um you know sea thing developing yeah. i don't know i can't even remember what his game was it was up to no good so I'm not, yeah. So the fact that there's unknown, so I mean, it might be. I mean, it could even be a prison or something. I don't know. So, but I'm going to give it a four because I want to know what's going on on those mystery buildings. Ooh. So believability. Um, I mean, I don't. There, there's nothing to hang your hat on that the devil has anything to do with this, apart from that's just the name of it. Um, there's no stories of the devil particularly, right? Or that you know. Um, I suppose they said that they'd seen a uh, an occasional fiery mountain that came out of the sea. So um, again, like it's just like it, it's it's pretty thin gruel. Um, mm. Could some could someone see like a whale shark and? And shit themselves absolutely they're massive or and they look weird even though they are pretty harmless so um there's some believability around a sea monster thing and also you know i'm always you know there there could always be something there sea wise like just because someone had a dive once it, and didn't see anything yeah. doesn't mean there's not something there so that ups the believability a bit for me um so if we're going on the sea monster thing which i think we have to because the devil doesn't mean much i'm going to give it a five no. Yeah, I'm probably um, fairly similar. So I think that um, yeah, it's um, the, I mean the key thing for me is there's not really we've not really got any confirmed sightings. But I think the, the thing that ups the believability a little bit for me is that it's um, you know it's something where people don't necessarily want to go out there. I mean, you can organise a day trip out there, but. Um, and there is um, a diving yeah. centre on there. Yeah, there's a diving <laughs> centre on there, so it's obviously not that 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 bad. But um, 
yeah, the fact that you know some people don't don't want to go on there. All right, it's probably more to do with the kind of like the um, you know, with the conditions and what have you. But I give it a little bit more believability. So yeah, I'll give it a five as well. Oh, uh, narrative premise, Neil. Um, I mean, there's a bit here. You could take it in different directions. I mean, the good thing is, is it's pretty open, isn't it? Because it's not really sure. I think I think as you say, you could. I mean, as I say, that was the plot of that first Bond movie. So you could. You could you could uncover some military angle or something else, um, something else going on that they're trying to cover up by sort of rumouring the devil or sea monsters to keep people staying away. Um, you know, it's maybe uh, yeah, maybe one of those tech billionaires has got a secret chamber in the uh, in the middle of the island. Who knows? Um, so yeah, I think, but there's there's just not there's not a lot. Um, here and there. but I like I like the fact that it's in Djibouti. I like you know I like you know it's something a bit original. You could twist in the Jack Costello stuff. Um, so the 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 kind of people have used it in similar ways and stuff that's um, been written in the past. I'm going to give it a six on that basis. Okay. Yeah, there was that Wes Anderson movie and that first Bond movie that had kind of similar premise. So well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I remember. There was a uh, resort on the Sudanese coast of the Red Sea. Um, yeah, like I remember watching a documentary about it, um, and it was meant to be—I can't remember—it was like in the seventies or something. And it was meant to be like just a diving resort, but actually, it was a base for Israeli spies Ooh. as they kind of went out and did their sort of counterintelligence stuff but also kind of um assassinations and that kind of thing and so that's not far away so that you know so i'm looking at the buildings going hmm wondering you know that like that could be that could be an untold story or maybe a narrative or something i don't know um so Ooh. the thing is you can kind of do you can do stuff with it the buildings are what makes it for me because it being called devil island with no stories about the devil kind of whatever <laughs> Um, sea monsters, you know, again, always, always all right, but you know, not original. But I'm, um, you know, I think that you could do something with it, you know, and it's called Devil's Island, that kind of stuff. But actually, there's the military side of things, but and also very close to there was an actual spy base, which sort of was the cover for it was it was a diving resort, so. Yeah, I'll give it a six because um, because I've come up with a story for it. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Reach, um, I've not heard of it. Um, I don't know how big it would be outside of the Horn of Africa or even within the Horn of Africa. Um, it's probably very well known in Djibouti. It doesn't seem to be a huge amount of it on the internet. Um, and I don't really know how old it is. Presumably it's quite old. So that will give it a bit more... Um, yeah, they don't uh, don't really kind of um, go into it. You don't really see it, get any sense of that, to be honest with you, from the articles that I've seen. No. Well, there's only really a couple of blog posts. So, but if pe- uh, people have been fishing for thousands of years, people have been living there thousands yeah. of years. The islands have been there. So I'm going I, to say I suspect there've been rumours about it for a while. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would imagine. So because of the longevity of it, it's going to get better than nothing. So I'm going to give it a three for each. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So again, I think yeah, I don't think it's particularly well known. So I think basically, is there's, you know, this one blog post that seems to have created most of the interest. I'm not sure where Werewolf, you know, the big cheese or whatever mm-hmm. his name was, 
got his from, whether he'd read it from that or, or found about it independently. So if you, you know, if you've been to that part of Djibouti, then I suppose you, you probably have heard of it. But uh, yeah. other than that, doesn't, you know, can't imagine it traveling around that much, especially because the, I mean, it's the stuff with Jacques Cousteau, which looks to be made up, but uh, that's the only kind of like meaty, meaty part really in terms of a, the sighting. So uh, I, I can't think of me around that much. I'm going to give it a two on this one for me. And it gives us an overall score of 35. So not the lowest. Um, yeah, uh, I think the fact that we both came up with a story for it and also um, are at least open or at least agnostic towards there being some kind of sea monsters. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so it's a nice little mystery somewhere a bit different. So, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, and we've obviously not done one from... I would imagine this is the only podcast which has done a urban legend from Djibouti out there. So yeah, that's probably a very good reason for that. So. <laughs> but um yeah, that that's it for, for this week. If you do have any kind of good good kind of mysteries from the uh, Horn of Africa, specifically Djibouti area, then please get in contact at at gmail.com. I know you won't. Um and if you want to leave us a comment or a review, maybe um Go for one which is a um, a bit a bit fuller, um, but we, but we appreciate it either way. And uh, that's basically it for this week. Um, I hope you all have a nice week. Uh, it's getting a bit sunnier now, so hopefully we're seeing the tail end of winter's grip upon us nice. in the northern hemisphere. Um, cool. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll see you all next week with another episode. Uh, take care, y'all. Bye bye. Goodbye.